Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome to an episode of Self to Society. My name is Dennis, and thank you for hanging out with me once again. Today, we're going to chat a little bit about solitude. I wanted to do a little three-part series on time and space. Time and space are both infinite, if we think about it in, in pretty rational terms. Like time, we don't know when it started, and we don't know when it will end, and space is this thing that we can't even... We can't explore far enough to know, to know where it is. And, and when we think about time and space as humans, uh, we typically think about our time and space. Like we're, we're almost never thinking about other people's time and space and how they're using their energy and their human existence and la da la da la da la da la da. So when we think about these topics, it's typically pretty internally focused. And so the reason I wanted to do this three-part series was aloneness which was episode the first episode of this series um loneliness and now solitude they all sound similar and i've even had good friends question me like what's the difference i'm gonna do a quick recap aloneness is forced or chosen the ability to have to be alone you were in a relationship and now you're not you had a friend group and now you don't. You uh, had a particular community that you chose to walk away from. Whatever, whichever one of those things, aloneness, whether chosen or forced, is a gift. Because it allows you this really beautifully interesting time with yourself. And I, and I suggested that, you know, during this aloneness, you... You get to know yourself, you find some hobbies, don't go get a dog. <laughs> like don't, don't just try to take care of something else because you have this new time and space, but, but really allow yourself to revel in those moments. Loneliness. You can be surrounded by all the people in the world and feel lonely. You can have your kids and you can have your spouse and you can have your partner and you can have your work and you can have all these things and still feel lonely. Loneliness is the product of not being seen or chosen or wanted by the people that are around you. When we feel loneliness, it is devastating. It's a devastating feeling, especially when we're surrounded by people that we love who don't choose to love us back the same way. And that's the boundary that I outlined in, in the second episode of this series. Now, solitude. All three of these leave us in some form of wonder, I hope. I hope all three, aloneness, loneliness, and solitude, leave us in a state of wonder. I'm a very curious human being. And in being a curious human being, it is so fun, for lack of a better term, to sit and look at the world and just wonder why. What's fascinating is that I have some very, very good friends in this world, and I'm grateful for them. One of them in particular is my friend Pat. He lives in Florida. He actually will hate that I said his name on here. So let's, let's, I wish I had like a sound machine. Pat and I were having this conversation when I was visiting him this summer in Florida, and we were talking about that sort of wonder and curiosity. 
And what I learned in that, and it's not that I learned it for the first time, but it was a reminder that not everybody wonders in the same way. And I think the more that I get to know myself, the more time that I've spent in solitude, and the more time that I've allowed for myself to explore who I am, what I am, why I am what I am, what's fascinating for me is that the more I know myself, the more lost I feel. And that's going to sound probably <laughs> shitty. And nobody wants to feel lost. You know what I mean? So, what, but what I mean is, the more that I get to know myself, the more lost I feel in the world. Not the more lost I feel to myself. The more that I learn about myself, the more that I explore, the more that I take ownership of or embrace the things that feel most true about who I am and, and what I am, the more lost I feel in the world, which has led me to more moments of solitude. I used to have to force myself into solitude. I would have to turn my phone off and I would have to drive out of town and I would, I would have to like, re I would have to lie to friends. And, and I, I used to do that. When I started down this journey and really embraced the idea that solitude was something I needed, I am such a social creature. I just love people and I love being in the middle of it all and I love the city. You know, the, I just, I really love being a socialite of sorts. And I would have to lie to my friends and tell them that I was busy so that I could just spend a few hours by myself. But at first it was forced, like extremely forced. I couldn't, I couldn't get myself, it was hard to get myself to a place where I felt really comfortable. Um, one of the first things that I did in my moment or my journey of solitude was write a poetry book. I didn't know what to do with my hands. I was like, I don't know what to do with my hands. And I needed some kind of outlet and and I used to write po I used to write songs and I used to write poetry and I am very connected to words. I love words. They're like paint for me. It's like I'm Bob Ross with words, you know? No, I'm not comparing myself to Bob Ross. I'm just saying I feel like I can play with words in the same way that artists play with paint. And so I wanted to write a poetry book because I was spending all this time by myself and I was like, I've fucking watched every goddamn Netflix show that I want to watch. And so I started to write a poetry book that's titled Sounding Board for the Obscene. You can find it on Amazon. It's there. Um, so I wrote a poetry book called Sounding Board for the Obscene and what I would do is I would go sit in public, not all these poems, probably... There's 50 poems in the book, probably half of them. I, I sat in public by myself and I observed what was around me and that's what I wrote about in some creative form or fashion. And so poetry for me was a savior in this experience of solitude. I don't know what solitude looks like for you. For you, it could be napping. Uh, there are people doing yard work. So sorry if you hear it. I didn't expect them to show up at this particular time. So if, if it's napping for you, nap. If it's painting, 
paint, if it's dancing, dance, if it's lifting weights, lift weights, if it's writing poetry, write poetry, if it's cooking, cook. But embrace these moments where you get to just explore yourself. I think that's the most beautiful part of solitude is solitude is for me a part of aloneness and loneliness. It has to be. That's the part where we explore. Solitude isn't just being alone particularly, but solitude is finding enjoyment and rest and peace in being by yourself. And that is a beautiful gift. In a world where so many people struggle to find their identity or to, to appreciate what they are, who they are, to be so curious with themselves of how they're supposed to show up in the world, when you can just sit with yourself and enjoy it, man, it's beautiful. It really is a beautiful gift. It really, really is. So my encouragement to you on this very short episode, I'm mostly annoyed by the landscapers. My, my encouragement to you is to seek solitude. Find some time and space for you to just be alone because you wanted to be alone. And even if you don't actually want to be alone, you're willing to be alone. I think willingness is 90% of this self-knowing journey. Knowing yourself as a human, we all have the skill set. It's not like one person is better at it than the other. It's just a matter of willingness and how willing we are to dive into the shit that we probably don't want to dive into. So in the same way with solitude, if you're willing to dive in, man, you're going to reap such beautiful benefits. You'll find a new hobby. You'll learn something quirky and weird about yourself. You'll be able to laugh at yourself, by yourself. You'll discover some new music. You'll find out that maybe you do love the city more than you thought. Maybe you do love nature more than you thought. The possibilities in solitude are endless, but I, I deeply encourage you to explore that. With that, we wrap up the, the small series on time and space. I've really enjoyed this. I've really enjoyed talking about these three things because they feel so similar by, by the way that they sound just in the words. But gosh, they're so different. And I hope, I hope you've taken something away from this. I hope if you find yourself in a season of aloneness or loneliness or choosing solitude that that you'll just lean in that you'll just lean in and allow yourself to grow and benefit however your soul is searching to grow and benefit until the next time my friends i love you very much we'll do this again next week